Welcome to the Dirt Show brought to you by Pulver Towing. And today we're going to be joined by sprint car driver number 14, Jody Rosenboom. I am also going to bring back an interview from the fall of 2020. Sadly, racing took a huge blow over the weekend with the loss of National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum inductee and editor of Sprint Car and Midget Magazine, Doug Ald. I literally was texting him the end of last week lining up an interview, and we lost him over the weekend. And we will also hear from our title sponsor, Pulver Towing, right after a few words from our sponsors. So you're inviting friends over for a friendly barbecue? Nice. But if you're a true friend, you'll start with Cookie's Barbecue Sauce. I'm Speed the Sauce Man, and let me tell you why the right sauce is so important. Cookie's Barbecue Sauce is made from real deal ingredients, and I haven't changed the recipe since 1976. Cookie's Barbecue Sauce complements meat. It doesn't smother it. It just makes your food taste better. Smart cookies use cookies. Anything less is just meat abuse. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641-420-SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z dot com. Returning home on a November evening, I hit a deer on 35W. Hi, this is Shelly. My first thought was, is everyone okay? My second thought was, oh no, my van. I love my van and rely on it every day. My first call was to Bob at Midwest Collision. He took care of everything from getting my vehicle towed to his shop, providing me with a loaner vehicle, and returning my van back to me in a timely fashion when it was repaired, all with 100% satisfaction guarantee. Accidents happen... If you have had an accident, call Midwest Collision at 332-2434. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric, offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service See CallsElectric.com or 507-451-1387. Fall is in the air. The pros at Napa Auto Parts can tell because our prices are changing and dropping faster than the leaves. Keep warm with a Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Indoor Safe Propane Heater for $74.99. Take care of your engine with Napa Premium Conventional Motor Oil for $11.99 for a 5-quart jug. Change out your filters with a $20 Visa Rebate card by mail with the purchase of Napa-branded oil, air, and cabin air filters on the same invoice. There's plenty more on sale at Napa. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. 
this is Dave from Severson Oil, VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the Driver Segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver Segment, and I am joined by number 14, Jody Rosenboom. And Jody, I hate to call you a cagey old veteran because you are so young, but it seems like you've been racing for a long, long time. Talk about your early career and how you got your start in racing. Oh, all I ever wanted to do was race <laughs> from the time I was little. My grandparents were never really into it. My grandpa was never, I was pushed on my dad's side, was never a big fan of the racing. But dad had already started the business before I was born. I was born in 1980. So Rosie's Race Center was already going. I mean, it, I wouldn't say, I don't, I guess you know, I, early, I don't know how strong, but it was already going. And dad was chasing a lot of races and just going with and always being in the stands, being in the stands with other racers' kids, which are who are a lot of the people that actually we race with now. Just something that I always wanted to do. So basically, can't even really remember the year anymore, but got a go-kart, started running to Worthington when Dad was running at Worthington and had some success there and then kind of got hooked up with Corwin Darun at Darun Engines and he helped me kind of grow my go-karting deal. We raced quite a few races with that. We had a lot of fun with that. And then in 2003, got first sprint car, which basically was one of my dad's old cars. And with a motor that I got from, who was a real good, uh, a sponsor that was a real good friend of uh, the Mater family, and got to get my feet wet, so to speak, with that stuff. And we ended up actually blowing that motor up. And then my dad kind of started helping me with the engines, and it's grown and turned into kind of what it is today. I spoke to you at the USAC Nationals at Houston Speedway back in September. Thoughts on that overall event? I think it's going to be an awesome event. You know, Matt Wood stuck his neck out and the folks from Houston and put this on, and it's going to impress. Obviously, we're not from a USAC area, but from the people that were there, I mean, it got just rave and rave and rave reviews. I mean, everybody just had a blast. I mean, we attempted to race it and ended up entering an engine, so ended up just watching the rest of the week. But, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. You know, that the Saturday night sprint car and midget shows were phenomenal. I mean, those guys... That race those cars full time are amazing to watch. I mean, they're they're such talented drivers, and there's so much youth, so much talent. They have absolutely my utmost respect for what they do. I I, I can't get enough of it. I go by the rumor mill. I heard they're going to do it again next year, and boy, I sure hope they do. Because I think if they do it, the only thing I think that hindered them is high school sports in the fall with big shows like that. It's just hard to because you're you're so dependent on getting fans in the stands. You know, and a lot of the fans, your diehards got kids in high school and families or so-and-so that are doing this and that this time of year. If they could move that race sometime into the summer, I think it would be huge. And I think it could grow and grow and be a marquee event for Houston Speedway. I really do. I know the fans that were sitting directly behind me had drove 20 hours out from by Philadelphia to be at that race, so people were excited about it. And you also had your midget there that night. An interesting conversation came up about the Toyota versus Esslinger engines and how one seemed to be working better at Houston Speedway that night over the other. The Esslinger I have is the one I have is an RSI. It's not their newest, latest, greatest. They've got some newer ones out that are probably a little better. But it seems like the Toyotas and the SR11s right now, that's a big racetrack. If you're going to run big racetracks, that's kind of what you got to have. They're the best right now. I mean, we could, I guess they could keep up, we could kind of keep up, but you could tell the people that really had the, the, the up-to-date engine program on a track like Houston's because that's where it really shines. 
You also had the tire trailer at the track at the USAC Nationals, and I'm sure the conversations that you had with some of those national tour drivers were very interesting. Oh, absolutely. And, and with running the Chili Bowl for as many years as we have now, I've known Brady Bacon for several years, uh, Shane Gullabick, Robert Blues. I consider Robert a good friend. He's a great racer. And he's just a really good guy. Yeah, you, you get to sit and talk and, and really enjoy it, and then you get to meet some of the new ones and you know, people that you, you kind of have watched and you got a lot of respect for. You, know, you kind of made a point of even walking over and just chatting with them. Just to, Yeah, like you said, it's to get those people in our area and then to you know, just pick their brain a little bit or just to have a, kind of a nice conversation. Talk about the history of Rosie's Raceland. How did it come about and what do you offer to area drivers? Oh, obviously it started before I was even born. They kind of started it out of necessity. There was nobody in the area that was carrying parts. So dad got hooked up with a few different places. It's kind of grown and developed. And when I kind of got out of high school, well, I helped him when I was younger, obviously. But when I kind of got out of high school, I started to help him more and more. For a few years there, it really boomed. And it's still, you know, going pretty strong. And basically, we offer a little bit of something for everything. We don't stock everything because it's just a two-man shop. and It's not a Speedway Motors by no means. But we do what we can, and we keep a pretty fair amount of inventory. We sell stuff for pretty much anything from hobby stock to A mods, B mods, late models. You know, what we primarily build over the years is the different car world. I mean, that's just kind of what our main focus had been. But there's so many different variations of racing in our area now that you got to kind of cater to everybody and kind of learn the common things for any class now and i'm just a fan of racing i can watch a good hobby stuff one of my favorite classes in imca or u.s really do you ever not see a really good show put on by guys i mean i'm a fan of racing so we try to keep parts for anything we can and if we don't got it unstocked you know i try to get it for people it's things for people we've got a real loyal customer base i think you know we got a lot of guys that are you know, some guys we ship to, and some guys that are local guys that try to get most of their things from us, and, and we do truly appreciate our local customers. In the same regard, I'm kind of trying to grow it a little bit by bringing on a few more lines, trying to make the shop as much of a success as I can. Dad retires here, whenever that may be, you know, this is what I want to keep doing, and it's what I want to do to support my family. And I love racing. I love racing people. I, I mean, I love everything about our sport, so it's just kind of a dream to be able to turn what we love into a job also we also talked about the return of the golden triangle jackson motorplex knoxville raceway and hewsett speedway having three tracks in a region to start growing the sprint car count in our region again oh yeah i mean having three marquee facilities like that so close to us it's incredible i mean and and you see traveling people come in well, Shane Gullibick, we had uh, Ryan Timms, a lot of the big-name drivers that are doing more of like a true outlaw-style form of racing show up for these weekly events because, well, one, the pay is good. Two, the racing's phenomenal. The level of competition is phenomenal. I mean, everything about it is awesome for our area. Generally, these shorter racetracks like Hussett's produce really good racing. And plus, then you've got, you know, the marquee, the pinnacle of big racetracks, you know, with Knoxville you know, right up the road, and then you got Jackson, and the, the boys have been working hard, and the racing's gotten better and better there, and they're really putting on good shows at all of them. So, I mean, we're so fortunate within five hours to have three really marquee facilities. You have also witnessed firsthand the transition of the Jackson Speedway to the Jackson Motorplex. 
What are your thoughts of the facility and the new track configuration? Oh, I think they're making strides with it all the time. You know, they're always changing something on it. Or, you know, last year we tried a few things at the end of the year. You know, I mean, the facility is incredible. I mean, from the campground to every part of it, I mean, they've worked their tails off to give us, you know, one of the nicest places they could possibly give us to race, to camp, to really give the fans the complete fan experience. I mean, it's like during the Nationals, they bring in bands, they bring in an entertainment, you know, they have pancakes, you know, they have how many camping spots. I mean, me and my family even camp over there during the Nationals, and it's just a riot. You know, they've done so many things to make it a complete experience for racers and fans alike. The historic Clay County Fairground Speedway in Spencer, Iowa. You've had success at that track. Yeah, no, we've had actually quite a bit of fun there. Won a few races with the 305 there. They ran well with our 360 stuff there. You know, we ran there this year. Got spun early. You know, we made it to the redraw at that ASCS show and showed some promise. Just didn't have so much luck, but that's just part of racing. You know, you always take the good with the bad. And No, I, I like going over to Spencer. I, I, I enjoy it when they have shows over there and i really kind of like you know you get a lot of dad's friends that are from the old clay county fair speedway you know that will start telling stories and and of the old races the imca races out there yeah it's a cool place and i'm glad that they're keeping it going where you live in rock rapids iowa that seems to be very centrally located if you want to go to jackson husett's clay county or park jefferson Lots of racing opportunities. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's <laughs> we're pretty spoiled. I mean, we've got a lot of really nice facilities and great racers and great promoters very close to us. And then if you're into the sprint car world, and we get the uh, the MSTS 360 group, you know, that, that run around that are kind of central out of here. And there's so many variations of racing and so many things and places you can go, you know, within a couple hundred miles. It's incredible. So, yeah, no, we're, we're pretty spoiled. What does it mean to win at your home track, Rapid Speedway, in front of your hometown fans? Oh, I'm I'm one of those guys. I don't think I've lost my competitive nature. I want to win everywhere, every time. You know, I know I, I know it's not going to happen that way, but I feel that with the team I have now, when we pull in somewhere, we're there to try and we're there to give it our best. And there's no reason why these places that we're going, we can't win. You know, and that's you know that's why we're there. So, but to to win at home is always special. You know, some people give me a, a bad time to say I try too hard when I race at home. So, and I always tell them I said it. I don't know if it looks like that, but I said I try a hundred percent to a hundred and ten percent everywhere we go. I uh, it's just my competitive nature. I mean, and when I can't do that or I don't want to do that anymore, I think that's be about the time that I probably hang up my helmet and just stick to the part sales end of it. But right now, my competitive nature is still as strong as it's ever been, and uh, I, I want to win everywhere. Park Jefferson is another track that you've seen success. How does that track differ from a Jackson Motorplex or a Houston Speedway? Jackson and Park, they're both four-tenths miles, so they, they race bigger. They you race them a little more mile an hour. They don't race real big like, you know, an Eldora or a Knoxville or any place like that, but they still race bigger. You got to be smoother, straighter, keep momentum up where Pusitz is so elbows up, gritty, you know, racing hard, throwing sliders. I mean, 
that's probably my favorite type of racing. I mean, I, I, I enjoy racing the, the bigger stuff, race traction, racing momentum, but I really enjoy the elbows up, throwing sliders, just digging and racing hard in every lap. That's just kind of the style that I prefer. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoy both of them. They both got their own, their own characteristics. In both 2020 and 2021, you finished a very close second in points in the Midwest Power Series. What a great series and what a great group of drivers. Oh, absolutely. You know, I can't thank Greg Parent enough for what he does to put these shows on and give us places to race and and provide, you know, a good point fund and good structure and you know, he works he works with the with the MSTS a lot too, where, you know, a lot of these races are co op races. So I mean we really we really can pull in a lot of really good drivers from the northern Minnesota area too, you know, down through Northwest Iowa, South, you know, South South Dakota, basically our tri-state area. You know, he's done a fantastic job with that, and I hope he continues it in the future. And our plan is to continue to support those two 360 series, you know, be it the Power Series and the MSTS for you know at least a few years to come. The Chili Bowl has grown into one of the premier racing events in the world. You have had an opportunity to race at that event. What is that total experience like? It is the most fun race you will ever get a chance to race in your life. Whether you're competitive or you're just there trying to compete and just learning the racetrack and learning what the midget cars are like, those cars are so much fun to drive. And that that track, you know, it's, like I said, it's elbows up, it's quick hitting, it's throwing sliders, it's, you know, everybody that's, watched any kind of racing or enjoyed any kind of racing you know they've watched the chili bowl and they just they're in awe of the guys that have, that have matched that craft you know like kyle arson christopher bell and justin grant thomas mazarol you know all these well shane gallabic like i mentioned before tyler courtney these guys that have such an amazing craft at driving these race cars and to put it in inside a building in january is just amazing and then throw in 300 other people and every part of it is so amazing. I mean, one of my highlights of my life is I got to shake Roger Penske's hand, and that was, you know, he was Grand Marshal that year walking through the Chili Bowl, and I've gotten to be good friends with J.J. Ailey, and he came over and he was stopped at J.J., and I mean, and he turned around and here's Roger Penske, like, whoa. But it, it's all, everybody's there. I mean, nobody nobody treats anybody like they're, you know, super big time. Everybody's just there to have fun and race and do their thing, and it's just the most fun race of the year. And then they get to let us drive really cool cars at it too. So it's pretty hard to beat. You have also given other drivers the opportunity to race at that event, like Clayton Christensen. How satisfying is it to be able to provide a ride to someone so they can have the experience that you did? I've really grown to enjoy the rental program that we've, we've done with these cars now. Well, Clayton's a good friend of mine on top of it, so that that's a bonus. We've gotten to teach. Well, I've gotten to work with Santino Ferrucci, Connor Daly. I've gotten to meet and work with so many people that are you know high-end race car drivers. and I've gotten such a respect for these men for coming out of their normal into our, basically, the small dirt track world. And I've also got to work with some really young guys, you know, and, and got to kind of help mentor and teach them how to run these cars and 
for a couple people that have turned into really, really good friends. There's a gentleman out of California that's worked with the last few years, Sean Quinn, who's turned into just one of my very good friends. I mean, we have a ball. I mean, to the point where we ended up, we, last last year we stayed, we rented a house together down there. It builds relationships, too. I mean, not only are you providing the car for him, but you're, you know, you're, you're providing them with an experience. You're, you're becoming friends. I mean, it's just growing our racing community, basically, in just different ways with you know, people you might not have normally met. Because obviously, well, I could talk about Sean. He's from California. You know, you might not have met in the first place, and now we've grown to be very good friends. You know, and well, getting somebody like Clayton a chance to do it, and something that you know it was one of his bucket lists. I'd really like to run the Chili Bowl someday, and and to see him do it. And actually, there was a red flag in the one race he was in on Saturday, and to walk out onto the track and be talking to him, and just know that he's just having the time of his life. I mean that. That means so much to me to be able to, to help people to do that. And I, I've really grown to enjoy that side of it also. How have your kids changed your outlook on life? Oh, you know, you don't think of yourself anymore. You know, before we wanted to go racing somewhere, we just got in the truck and went. You know, it doesn't work that way anymore. And my son, we've got go-karts. And we get a chance to do it like we wanted to this year. But uh, we're planning on running some, some indoor races through the wintertime and getting to do a little more than that. And anything he can do, my daughter swears she wants to do. So I'm sure we'll end up with a little pink go-kart before too long, too, you know. I mean, they have changed everything in my life for the better. They've changed all my lookouts on things, you know, before I never really worried about home improvements. And, you know, if you had a house and you had a you know, out of bed, you were, it was good enough. You know? Now it's, you want to provide them with everything you can make their life you know as good as you possibly can make it and plus get to share our love for racing with them and you know i've seen it like my son he, his favorite thing to do now when we go like when the outlaws or any big series around us he's got a whole book full of hero cards all organized and he can tell you who every driver is and what their number is and to see him love it that much and like if he'll come to houston's with us a few times a year He'll sweep the pits, and he'll do everything he can, scrape mud, everything he can to help because he just wants to be part of it so bad. It's really changed everything I look at racing to be. You know, before it was let's go, 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 and now it's you know how can we do it and have do it as a family. And my daughter gets older, you know, she's just three now, so it doesn't work so so well with her yet. But my son being six, watching him really blossom into somebody that. Is starting to really love this sport also. It's, it's really, really, really cool to me. You also helped to grow the sport and the fan base by giving a wing to a young fan or wing panels to a couple of other young fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything you can do to help grow the sport, you have to. You know, fans, families, they're the future. They're the next racers. They're the next fans sitting in the stands. They're the next... So anything you can do to provide them with a positive experience, you have to do it. Because if we don't, before too long, we won't have this sport. So we got to keep it growing. We got it. We got to support the people that are coming out and supporting us, and give back to them. And it's just, you know, as drivers, you'll never meet too many drivers that'll ever tell you that they'll ever turn a fan away or not show a small kid, you know, their car or let them sit in the seat or it doesn't work that way. I mean, everybody, when you get into this, you know, you need to take care of the fan base because without the fan base, we don't have places to race. With every sprint car career, 
comes some big crashes. Is there one particular crash that you're like, oh, that one hurt? <laughs> oh, years ago I was driving for Reese and Pam Layton, and we were in Brainerd, and it <laughs> broke a bolt in the steering rod, and it knocked the fitting off the brake line when the steering arm came off. So I went in the corner wide open. Granted, it's a good thing Brainerd's not very big, but it's definitely got a concrete wall all the way around it. Went head on into the concrete wall, and I, I didn't feel very good for a while after that one. I mean, it didn't get knocked out or anything, but that was, oh man, I don't know if in 10 lifetimes I could forget about that one. You know, a lot of them, you, you know, racing sprint cars, crashes come, crashes go. I mean, a lot of them I couldn't even probably tell you about anymore. I can tell you if you, if you did crash, but that one sticks in my head. That one's has stuck in my head for a long time. <laughs> It also comes with some big wins. What is your biggest win in your career so far? Oh, you know, I'm just a I'm just a local racer, so to say, you know, I've won oh, I've won several four ten races and you know, probably my first time I've won in a four ten car. You know, I don't know if it would rank high as as prestige wise, but in, in in my mind for watching outlaw sprint cars for so many years to finally getting an outlaw sprint win at a special at, at I-90 in Hartford, South Dakota, and getting my first outlaw sprint car win at Houston's probably my two pinnacles, I would say, that, that really have stuck with me over the years that I would say are probably my crowning achievements. Second one, I would say, is my very first win at Rock Rapids. And my dad being there, and my dad running the front stretch, and, and you know, family being there, and every everything that was involved with it. Uh, we had one of dad's good friends, Rich Giadoni, was helping me at the time. Which, you know, Rich just has a huge history in sprint car racing. You know, he helped Daryl Dolly years ago. He helped so many, you know, big big names over the years, and he worked, you know, helped dad, and now he's still he's still helping and, and mentoring a couple three hundred five kids. And, I mean, it was. That, that'll always probably be pretty dear to my heart, too. Who helps you on the car in the shop, and who helps you out as far as sponsorship? Um, you know, I've got a really great group of guys right now, I mean, and that's what allows us to do this because of family and business and everything else. I, I, there's no way I can do it by myself. I've got you know Chad Shetler, Andy Hawkinson, Eli Hargraves, Dawson Hightrader come on this year. He's been a huge help. You know, we've had so many great helpers, you know, over the years. You know, I've had Tolvis, Chris Schramm. I mean, a lot of guys that have moved on, you know, because of family and other reasons. But they've all been a huge part of growing what you want to maybe call Jody Rosenblum Racing or our or, or brand a little bit that you don't ever forget them. Everybody has put so much into it, you know, and my wife, you know, for the hours of dealing with kids and chasing race trains, she's one of our biggest helpers, too. She might not be in the shop every night, but she's taking care of the day-to-days, and she's helping with parts, and she's, she's always doing something to help. So, I mean, i gotta, I got to put Rachel Rosenblum in there because she tolerates more than probably any one person should. As for sponsors, I, I can't thank Frontier Bank enough. They've been with me for a very long time, and we've got a great relationship, and they have just treated me amazing over the years. I mean, it's an honor to represent them. Todd Station, the same way. You know, Todd, he's been a close friend and a sponsor for a lot of years. 
and then you go Ben's construction, obviously Rosie's Raceland is, is on the car. Dad is, there's no way I'd even be thinking about doing this anymore if it wasn't for my dad. I mean, he has been, he has been everything in this deal. I mean, he's, he's helping with, he's helping with the engines. Actually, the engines are his. I mean, and he's helping us keep trying to get things better. And I think he, he's the most down when we have a bad night. And he's the most up when we have a good night. So, I mean, like, I can't thank him enough. And, Oh, hell, the men construction would be also be my mom's. does everything she can to help. Uh, Warranty's painting body out of George, Iowa. He's been with me forever. I mean, he's been a great supporter of our deal. Automotive services out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Marshall is just, he gives us a trailer to use, and he's just an absolute fantastic person. He's a great supporter of motorsports. You know, SBS suspensions, Mike Sure, he does all my shock stuff, and he's going to be just a really close friend. We've been so lucky that a lot of the people that we work with over the years have turned into more friends than just people that you work with. They, you know, they're the, the people that you call just to chit chat. You know, and same with competitors. So, I mean, so many of my sponsors are are, are now, you know, they're, they're basically like family and friends. I mean, they're just you uh, you don't think of them as sponsors anymore, which we've been pretty blessed to have that kind of deal. But we are are looking to try to grow this deal a little bit more if we can. So we are. You know, always in search of more sponsorship. You know, if anybody wants to be part of a of a sprint car team, we're always we're always looking for more and bigger and better to try to grow our brand. So, but for the folks that have been with me for so long, I can't thank them enough. They've they've been just the hugest support. Jody, thanks for all you've done to help grow sprint car racing over the many years, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on the Dirt Show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey everyone, this is Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products with today's tech tip. Today we're going to talk about our engine and rear end lift handles. These are a real nice piece we've been making for quite a few years. One end has a 3 8 coarse thread stud and the other one is drilled and tapped 5 8 coarse thread. So you can thread four of these into your engine and you and three of your homeboys can carry an engine around or you put two on each side of the rear end and then you and another guy can carry a rear end around very easily. Real nice trick tool, available at wearsmachine.com. As always, check us out online at wearsmachine.com. Thank you. Why would you use anything but the latest technology in packing products when it comes to shipping your business products? Foamcraft Packaging in Owatonna provides a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call 507-455-2893. That's 507-455-2893. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a power lift architectural door on your home or cabin. Power lift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Powerlift Doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Does the thought of raking your leaves and hauling them away frighten you? If so, call Wolf and Sons at 455-3524 and they'll take the fright out of your fall. 
You already know, Rhino Ag builds the most robust tractor accessories in the agriculture industry. Ever wondered what a Rhino would cost? Go to rhinoag.com and click on the Build Your Rhino tab. Select the product and spec it out with any option we offer. As always, contact your local dealer for any finance specials or seasonal offers at rhinoag.com. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Welcome back to a special segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductee and Sprint Car and Midget Magazine editor, Doug Ald. And Doug, 2020 was an unusual year, but still there was some great racing for the fans out there. Yeah, very true. I mean, unusual is kind of an understatement, but, you know, the thing is, not only was the racing really good in the past uh, i've written columns pat sullivan's written columns in different car uh, we don't have a down season we never have a time where people don't have racing and i think it's almost a negative to our sport if you follow you know if you follow football the nfl shuts down at some period and you have a few months where you can't watch it and so when it comes back you're just you're roaring for it you're wanted you're, you've been waiting for it and this is really the first time in years racing has had that and you can see why how many tickets some of these places have been selling and how many people they've had to turn away because of limits. The good that came out of the bad was for some people they had for the first time in years a time when they couldn't go to a race and maybe they'd started to take it for granted a little bit or something like that. And So the excitement for the racing this year, I mean, people were watching iRacing on major networks just to get their fix. And so then when it came back, you know, Terry McCarl on a, you know, ran really one of the first races back in the country and people were ready for it and more excited probably than ever. So it's really been, despite all the madness and weirdness, uh, the racing season has been fantastic. Doug, I think when I think back to the 2020 racing season, the word resiliency comes into my head. Track promoters figuring out innovative ways to go on with the racing season and drivers adapting to that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Speed Sport TV just launched the end of last year, and the timing couldn't have been more perfect. I think a lot of the promoters that were on the fence about whether to go to streaming races really had no option in 2020. Uh, that just became the norm in a lot of events. That was the only way you could see it. And to see places like Knoxville, or I went out and dropped some things off for somebody at Eldora during the governor's reign, and to see all the rigs in the infield and see everybody there and, and race day and ready to race and not a soul in the parking lot and not a soul in the stands it was just a weird you know, kind of bizarre feeling, and of course the whole event took place by streaming, and so that's been a big change for 2020. Like you said, how promoters looked at being able to have races was just really a show of how innovative some of our people are in this sport and how dedicated they are. Speaking of Eldora, what an incredible place, and I'm sure for you personally it had to be really tough to see the limited schedule at that track, knowing how much those events mean to the drivers, to the fans, and also the revenue that it brings into the surrounding communities. Well, absolutely. And, you know, not to get into politics, but this year, how arbitrary some of the decisions were. 
were that were being made by governors and health officials, I found disturbing that you could have one track that they okayed and another track that they didn't okay. And a place like Eldora, for example, you've got a lot of room to spread out there. And yet they weren't able to compete most of their events where some of the smaller trucks were, which I'm thankful that they were. And, and some of it went down to district by district, you know, in their county or their area. They were a little more lenient or a little more understanding. But across the country, we saw that where there was choosing of winners and losers, for sure, of which tracks were allowed to compete and which tracks weren't. And that was pretty disturbing, honestly, to see play out. I think the story of the year in 2020 has been Kyle Larson. His quote, I wanted to show everyone that I deserve to be in the highest levels of racing. Yeah, well, and he, he did. He's uh, 42, 43 race. I'm not sure what the count is after the Bettenhouse 100 yesterday, but it's over a 50% win ratio for the year. And Kyle is always an incredible talent. The first year where he came out and really... His breakout year, he didn't just win a World of Outlaws race, he won the Gold Cup. He didn't just win a USAC race, he won all three of the open-wheel divisions of the Four Crown. Any one of those races are a career race for a driver to say, yeah, I won the you know the sprint car portion of the Four Crown or Eldora, or I won the, uh, the Gold Cup out of Chico. That's a career race, and he was winning multiple career races from his breakout year and just kept on going, and phenomenal talent. In every rank, and I actually take exception to a remark I saw by a NASCAR driver, ex-NASCAR driver on Twitter that said, Kyle Larson is back when it was announced that he's reinstated for NASCAR. He never left. He's been winning with the World of Outlaws and the All-Star Circuit Champions and USAC. These are premier divisions, and he's had an outstanding year. And, you know, I think at this point, NASCAR needs Kyle a lot more than Kyle needs NASCAR. He's, He's shown this season... He could have a tremendous career as a race car driver, just as Steve Tenser, Donnie Schatz, you know, a number of others have running sprint cars. And now he's been doing well in the late models as well, too. What is your favorite memory from the 2020 racing season? Well, that's almost uh, an oxymoron. (laughs) Your favorite part of the worst year in history. Um, I don't know. I think... I don't know if there's a specific moment. I agree with basically what you said earlier, kind of the resiliency of our sport and the dedication of everyone involved in our sport, from the drivers, the promoters, the racing series, to the fans, obviously. And I was really impressed with Brian Carter at the World of Outlaws and everybody on that team and with Levi Jones and everybody on the USAC team and how these guys, and that's not to slight any of the other series power eye obviously kenny brown and power eye how these guys around the country and ascs and um, i keep (laughs) telling people i can't leave out here but how they dealt with it and we rolled through it and we're able to put on races for our fans and keep our drivers out there and keep our tracks going this is a major threat the music industry right now is is in major turmoil because these small venues in particular so many of them are done they've closed up they're not going to reopen and so you're seeing some charity events by musicians luckily we had series promoters and promoters that were able to keep some of these tracks going and with you know the help of streaming services like Speedsport TV and some of the others that are out there and with promoters being able to at least put some fans in the stands at most of their events we easily could have lost a number of racetracks this year I am a big fan of Sprint Car and Midget magazine because of the in-depth stories, the behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to be an open-wheel driver or an open-wheel team. 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not an easy life, you know. And for the guys, and uh, again, I remember there was a couple races in a row this season that NASCAR had to run, and there were some guys complaining about that. So, oh my God, we had to run two or three times in a row here. <laughs> and I look at the World of Outlaws teams, and some of the just guys who run an outlaw schedule, or the guys who run Indiana Sprint Week, or Pennsylvania Sprint Week, or Ohio Sprint Week, where they'll run seven or eight or sometimes nine nights in a row. And that's just what they do. And they get a car ready, and sometimes they wreck, and they have a car rebuilt. You know, they're there till six in the morning, and you know, up built, rebuilding a new car and ready to race the next night at the next racetrack. And it takes a lot. And a lot of times, the NASCAR garages are a lot nicer than some of the pits and some of the places where our guys are rebuilding sprint cars. And they do it as part of what they do. It's uh, like I said, it's a hard life. It's a dedicated life. But our guys race because they want to race. They're hardcore racers. No wine and cheese guys here. <laughs> I had Hall of Fame Iowa late model driver Gary Crawford on the show earlier this season, and he said he raced 21 nights in a row one time. It makes me tired just thinking about it. It's true. And uh, I grew up in the Northeast where the Modifieds used to run about a month and a half to two months where they'd run every night of the week, and that was pretty standard for them. The race season wasn't all that long, and between the uh, big blocks and the 358s, that was just normal for them, you know. And again, with our, our sprint car guys, the same thing when you get Ohio Sprint Week or Pennsylvania Sprint Week or Indiana Midget Week and, you know, all these different events. And our guys are rebuilding cars. I mean, when you tear up a sprint car, you tear it up pretty good where you're down to stripping down and, and building up from a new frame and building an entire car by the next morning and then towing to another track and racing that night and maybe then doing it again all, all over again the next night. And that's what our guys do. And I love guys who race because they love to race. You look at the careers of guys like Steve Kenser or Doug Wolfgang. Doug Wolfgang didn't have shoes when he was a kid. He saw this opportunity with sprint car racing. A guy like Steve Kenser would have probably ended up in the mills out there working or laying bricks like his dad and instead saw this opportunity to race sprint cars. Steve Kenser didn't retire because he got tired of racing sprint cars. He still wanted to race at his age. These guys have so much passion for it, and they're willing to sleep on people's couches and do what they have to in the most adverse conditions to rebuild race cars and get them on the track and, and then go out and do it again the next night. And there's so much passion in our sport. It's just it's what I love about it. Why you know I've spent all my life in sprint car racing and, and not chasing the NASCAR thing. Now is a great time of year to order Sprint Car and Midget magazine for yourself or a family member or a friend for the holidays. What's the best way to find out more information and how to do that, Doug? Probably just the best way is go online to SprintCarAndMidget.com, and you have to spell out the end. That's what the Internet makes us do it. But SprintCarAndMidget.com, and we've also got some great new shirts on there, and that would be the easiest way to go online. There's also a phone number if you want to call in and place your order instead of placing it online. Doug, it's always great having you on the Dirt Show and your outlook on the 2020 season. Thank you so much for being with us here on the show. Oh, I always appreciate you having me on, Clayton. Thank you. Winning drivers rely on VP Racing Fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Manatives offering race fuel technology for your daily driver. Increase fuel mileage and restore power to your streetcar with VP's Fuel System Cleaner. Or give your race car a 
boost with BP's Octanium, improving your fuel's octane by up to eight numbers and giving you the throttle response your performance car was built to deliver. That's VP Manatees, available at your local AutoZone store or at VPRacingFuels.com. Fast Shafts owner Pat Fagan is a racer himself and has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts are the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more. Call Fast Shafts today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Do you know what many top race car teams use for small radiator leaks? It's Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak, effective insurance that keeps them in the middle of competition, proven under the toughest racing conditions, and it works the same way in your car. Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak stops leaks in radiators and blocks sealing the leak while you drive, and it won't clog the cooling system. It mixes with all antifreeze and coolants. Take the advice of top race teams. Use Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak. Race fans, SprintCarStuff.com is your online stop for everything in the sprint car world. From apparel, jewelry, and books to die-cast sprint cars, posters, and gifts, SprintCarStuff.com has everything you need for the sprint car fan on your shopping list. And SprintCarStuff.com is the online site of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, so every purchase on SprintCarStuff.com helps support the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Promote the future of sprint car racing and preserve the past. That's SprintCarStuff.com for all of your Sprint Car merchandise needs. Fire's Engine Service of Rochester opened its doors in 1975. Hi, this is Corey. Since 1975, we've been offering complete engine machining services and assembly. From flatheads to big blocks, wide blocks to drag race engines, street rods to pulling tractors, Fire's Engine Service offers complete dyno service. So if your race car, or street car, needs a little... Under the hood, trust the place who's been there since 1975. Contact Buyer's Engine Service at 507 282 5586. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super-durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Josh from Pulver's Towing. We want to talk farm safety right now because we want people to slow down out there so everybody can get home safely. Yeah, that's correct. There's a lot of equipment moving around. Their equipment is very large. It takes up a lot of room on the roadway, and they're moving 24 hours a day to get their crop out. So you got to look out for it. Just give them room. They're only here for a short time. They'll get their stuff out, and they'll be out of the way. Josh, you also know that some of this farm equipment hasn't been out of the shed or out of the yard since planting season, and all of a sudden you park your semi or grain truck in the field and find out the batteries are totally dead. You have the capabilities to tow all of this large farm equipment and do some service. We do. We have batteries on hand, air dryers, air filters, you name it. We pretty much have a lot of stuff on hand, so if you're broke down in the field, we'll come right out there and get you going on your tractor trailers and a lot of stuff on equipment, airlines, hydraulic lines. We can do this 24 hours a day. We're willing to come out and help you wherever you're at. 
And if it's something that you need to get back to the shop, you also offer that. We do. We have the equipment to tow it. We have the trailers. We have about anything you can imagine to help who's ever out there that need to help 24 hours a day. So if you're out in the field listening to the Dirt Show, you should have Pulver's Towing on speed dial. Josh, what is the best way to get a hold of Pulver Towing during the harvest season? The best way is our central dispatch at 507-282-3851. Your home is your sanctuary. The next time you need appliance service, invite someone in that will treat it that way. Sorensen's Appliance Service is locally owned with 15 years of experience. Sorensen's Appliance Service also has fully certified technicians who will leave your home as clean as they found it. If you want fast, efficient, and cleanly service, contact Sorensen's Appliance Service today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Join the dark side. Devilba's Racing Chassis specializes in modified and sport mod chassis. All chassis have laser cut and CNC bent Pro Molly tubing. DeVilbus has teamed up with Medieval Metalworks to capitalize on cutting-edge manufacturing processes and consistencies. DeVilbus offers the industry's top first-hand technical support. Parts are on hand, so there is no delay in racing. DeVilbus is now servicing all regions, including locations in New Mexico and Minnesota. Contact Zane. 505-402-4505. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528 528- That's 528-9900. Celebrating 100 years of family-owned excellence, Pulver Towing will always be there for you. With multiple locations, inexperienced staff, and quality customer service, Pulver Towing has emergency service available 24-7, and they work around the clock to offer towing, recovery, and roadside assistance to our communities. If you need them, call 507-282-3851. That's 507-282-3851. 51. Pulver Towing, the premier towing experts. As the leading slat replacement professionals in the U.S., Altenburg Construction knows what works and what doesn't. Simply put, they understand your business. Altenburg Construction started in 1994 and has over 27 years of experience and has completed more than 5,000 hog and cattle barns in 14 states. Every customer is unique and every situation is different. That's why their employees are company trained. Trust the slat replacement professionals at Altenburg Construction. Give them a call, 888-435-2210, or see altenburgconstruction.com. Transform your garage into an extension of your home with a custom finished floor by Garage Force. No matter how you use your garage, Garage Force has you covered. American-made, backed by a lifetime warranty, our professionally installed industrial-grade coatings will protect your garage from anything life throws at it and makes cleanup a snap. More importantly, it's the unbelievable feeling you get each time you use your dream garage. Visit us online at garageforce.com. Call Todd at 651-387-9213. That's 651-387-9213. 
Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Last Saturday night, Ogilvy Raceway was racing on October 9th in the 20-lap Hornet feature. Matt Pedersen over Marcus Ammerman in the Wissota late model 40-lap A-Main. Pat Doerr over Dave Moss in the 25-lap Wissota Midwest modified A-Main. Travis Schulte over Ryan Savoy in the Wissota Mod 4 20-lap feature. Dustin Holquist over Chad Funt in the Wissota Modified 35-lap A-Main. Dan Ebert over Shane Sabraski in the Street Stock A-Main. Justin Vogel over Andrew Hansen in the 30-lap Wissota Super Stock A-Main. Shane Sabraski over Dylan Nelson in the 20-lap Pier Stock A-Main. Mike Schneider over Josh Berg and in the USRA Late Model A-Main, Ryan Mickelson over Gavin Taraz. Murray County Speedway in Slayton, Minnesota finished off their racing season last Saturday night, October 9th in the IMCA Modified A-Main. Sean DeMay over Don Geertsen in the Stock Cars. Randy Brands over Gage Noise in the Sport Mod A-Main. Justin Borklin over Eric Larson in the Hobby Stocks. Corey Probst over John Briggs in the Sport Compact A-Main. Nate Koopman over Jaden Erickson in the Bombers. Derek Platt over Kent Miller and in the Tri-State Late Model 25-lap A-Main, Justin Zeitner over John Canta. Many of our area drivers made the tow to Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri for their three-day event starting Thursday, October 7th in the USRA Modified A-Main, Jake Tim over Corey Crasper in the USRA B-Mods, Chris Jackson over Shadron Turner, in the USRA Stock Car A-Main, Josh Zeman over Steve Jackson. And in the USRA Hobby Stock A-Main, Dustin Gulbranson over Steve Larson. Night 2 at the USRA Nationals was Friday night, October 8th. In the Modified A-Main, Tyler Wolf over Tyler Davis. In the USRA B-Mods, Chris Jackson over Sean Wolski. In the USRA Stock Cars, Dylan Thornton over Josh Zeman in the Hobby Stock A-Main, Dylan Nelson over Levi Vanderweerd, and in the Tuners, Tim Day over Hunter Krugel. And Saturday night, October 9th, was the USRA Nationals finale night in the Modified A-Main, Dustin Sorensen over Rodney Sanders in the B-Mods, J.C. Morton over Chris Jackson in the Stock Cars, Mitch Hoovden over Dylan Thornton in the Hobby Stocks, Dylan Clinton over Tyler Schlobaum, and in the Tuners, David Thompson over Cooper T. Filler. Staring out upon his sign with sagging numbers and no dollar sign. Missing letters, he was short an E, so he made do with a backwards three. The faces were faded, their luster they lacked. They were dingy, dirty, yellowed, and cracked. He stood there and thought with his ladder and letters. This was the day he would choose something better. He'd no longer struggle in the rain, sleet, and snow. He picked up the phone and called up SignPro. The pros down at SignPro heard his dismay and offered a solution, an electronic display. This best of the best, this newest of new, would solve all his problems and be pleasant to view. Vibrant colors and pictures that change all day long would deliver a message that was fun, clear, and strong. No more would he climb up to struggle with change. He could program from office or home or golf range. The choice was so perfect, he found Sign Nirvana with just one quick call to SignPro of Owatonna. Call SignPro of Owatonna now at 507-444-6261 to schedule an on-site demonstration with one of our professionals. We will answer all your message center questions and show you how to make full use of this powerful marketing tool. Stop struggling with your old display or with no 
display. Call SignPro of Owatonna at 507-444-6261. Hi, this is Jim Miskin from Miskin Auto Parts. Check out Miskin.com. You'll see all the parts available in our U-Pullet lot. New arrivals ready to part out. Plus, we can also locate those hard-to-find parts for you. Miskin Auto Parts has been buying junkers and providing parts to our customers since 1972. And we ship out parts daily. Call us today at 507-684-2100 or check us out online at miskin.com. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.